Welcome to foreverfit.tv, your online source for fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle. With your host, Nicola Riley, personal trainer, nutrition, and lifestyle coach, here to help you get in the best shape of your life. Okay, welcome listeners to episode 23 of your favorite health and fitness podcast, foreverfit.tv. This is a weekly show dedicated to bringing you the best advice to help you get in the best shape of your life. I'm Nicola Riley, a personal trainer, nutrition and lifestyle coach, and joining me today is Dr. Cheryl Salmon. Cheryl is a naturopathic doctor specializing in women's health, a psychotherapist, author, journalist, women's radio host, and international educator. Her life revolves around seeking and sharing holistic solutions to the myriad of health challenges facing women today. And she loves what she does, especially the opportunity to empower women with the knowledge to regain their hormonal balance and overall vitality. So much of what women have been told about their bodies is is inaccurate and actually wrong in order to find our way back to health it is necessary to reclaim true power that resides within our female bodies and feminine wisdom. Welcome Cheryl. Well hello, thank you for having me. It's so great to have you on the show. Why don't you start by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got onto the road to doing what you do. Well, let's see. I think I'll give you the short version. <laughs> you know, um, most most people in the healing field have arrived there because of their own personal health challenges. And that certainly is my story. When I was in my early 40s, I started to have uh, a range or I, I had a, I started to increase my range of symptoms, put it that way. So uh, I always was uh, struggling with things like uh, chronic hay fever. I had, um, I was diagnosed with uh, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is an autoimmune disease of the thyroid. I even started to have some aches and pains in my joints and uh, struggled with depression on and off my life. Um, So in my early 40s, a few other things started to show up. I started to uh, have anxiety attacks, which would uh, conveniently occur every early morning, 4 a.m., and uh, that would really keep me awake for a couple of hours. And then I started to um, get um, uh, night sweats, so now I'm waking up at midnight. So, you know, all these things were going on. And, you know, in addition to the arthritis and to the Hashimoto's and to the uh, hay fever and all, you know, other than that, I was pretty healthy, I thought, right? <laughs> and um, the, um, the the night sweats were a blessing in disguise because it was the first time I had to think about hormones. I really didn't pay much attention to hormones, didn't really know anything about my cycle. Um, but I realized that something was going on. So I started to investigate what I needed to do to get my hormones back in balance. It's often called perimenopausal time when hormones start to fluctuate. And um, uh, in the course of seeking answers naturally, I not only solved all those issues, I solved everything else as well, but I also discovered that all of the information that women are basically told about their bodies and what to do to get their hormones back in balance uh, is wrong and dangerous. So I got really angry and I started to write and it led to a book. My first book called Hormone Heresy, What Women Must Know About Their Hormones. So I became, I became a woman on a mission because I discovered so many things that were harming women by the traditional treatment of uh, health issues that are very common for women. And I decided to speak out and tell the truth and uh, prevent women from being maimed, if not being killed by these treatments. And so it hasn't stopped. 
I just continue to research and find answers and solutions as well as dispel myths and misinformation for women and, and men too. Yeah. I think there's so many women out there who are like unable to talk about the problems that they have and they feel like they're alone and they're sort of getting advice but they don't feel that it's right and they just don't realise that it is really common for women who with problems going through a similar experience but we just don't feel that we can talk about it and we just can't sort of find the right information. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. And if you don't really have a place to get that good information or, you know, community support group to, to share with, then uh, when you have issues and you go to your doctor but you're uninformed, um, you can be at grave risk because they could be recommending things that, unbeknownst to you, could really put you um, either worse in the condition or, or, or have no effect or, you know, create other problems. I, you know, I always say it's really important to get empowered with truthful information so you can make the most informed decisions possible regarding your health and your body. Yeah. I chased symptoms for years, and it wasn't until I got to the root cause of my digestive health which was a leaky gut and I got on top of my health like I saw doctors and naturopaths for my skin problems candida period problems low thyroid high thyroid adrenal exhaustion dizziness and numbness and so can you explain how um, the food that you eat and your digestive health is linked to your hormones yeah, you know, I had leaky gut as well and gluten intolerant. And I think most people do have gluten sensitivity, if not total sensitivity to wheat in general. I've actually uh, been promoting people to give up wheat. There's a very, uh, this is a little aside and I'll get back to your question, but there's a really um, best-selling book right now here in the U.S. I don't know if it arrived in New Zealand called Wheat Belly. And it's by a cardiologist who did a tremendous amount of research investigating wheat and what's happened to wheat, the history of wheat, the, the, the chemical composition of wheat. And basically, he is promoting through his research the fact that wheat is one of the most toxic foods we could ever eat. And not only is it toxic and causing inflammation, and this is beyond the gluten component. Gluten is toxic and damaging and affects our thyroid and creates systemic inflammation. But this is the, the grain itself because it's been hybridized and so altered. And uh, one of the things wheat will do is uh, affect the brain in the same way cocaine does. So it makes us addicts for bread and anything that has wheat, and it also stimulates our appetite so we will eat more and therefore um, be more inflamed and gain more weight. So, uh, so yes, we have to be really mindful of the foods we're eating and, uh, and realize that we're hooked on them for many reasons. So our digestive system is a really profound part of our body. You know, 80% of our immune system is found in our gut. So first of all, if you want a strong immune system, you need to have a healthy digestive system. Your food, it's not what you eat, it's what you absorb and assimilate. So if you have had uh, a really bad diet, if you've had antibiotics or even, you know, even the pill, con oral contraceptives act in the gut the same way that antibiotics do. They destroy the healthy gut flora and they really upset this very delicate ecosystem, which is responsible for keeping our immune system strong, for absorbing and assimilating our nutrients, and for even making hormones and also making our neurotransmitter, which is our, our brain chemicals. So our ability to stay happy and balanced and centered is responsible... Is, uh, 
is a consequence, is a result of having a healthy functioning gut. Because when your gut is impaired or inflamed or this thing we call leaky gut, instead of having a really tight, solidly knit gut wall, it's kind of got little holes in it. And so undigested food escapes, causing our immune system to go crazy and resulting in autoimmune diseases, um, without the proper gut, we can get depressed, we can get anxious, we can be overweight, um, we could have hormonal issues, we could have uh, an autoimmune disease. Um, I mean, the gut is such a major player and everything in our society and in our diet is against a healthy gut. It's really a challenge right now. Um, stress wipes out healthy gut flora, antibiotics, the pill, steroids wipe out healthy gut flora, uh, toxins will affect healthy gut flora. And unless you properly replenish it with good probiotics, the consequences could last a long time. So, so certainly, um, acne and candida are all consequences of a compromised gut. Um, especially candida is a big problem because when you take those probiotics, and I have to emphasize again that the pill acts in the same way as an antibiotic, upsetting and, and wiping out this, you know, two and a half, two kilos of microorganisms that live in our gut. Um, it's like clear cutting a rainforest and then unwanted species uh, move in and candida, which lives in our digestive tract in our gut, um, but in its place and it's, you know, it's, it's the, it's a, a appropriate neighborhood, but when you have an antibiotic or something similar and everything is disrupted, then, then um, these species move in and take over. And candida puts out many, 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 many toxins that are uh, extremely harmful and damaging to our body, which is the reason why so many symptoms are created when we have a candida overload. Yeah, and candida um, like feeds on the estrogen, is that right? And so if you're well, taking the pill, that's kind of a vicious cycle, is that well, um, uh, if you're if you're putting high amount, well, you know, you can have high amounts of estrogen just because you're taking the pill, or you can have high amounts of estrogen in your body because you're overweight, because fat cells make estrogen. But it's kind of like a, a vicious cycle. The more estrogen you have, the more it is feeding candida. The more candida you have, the more you're setting up conditions that can make you very estrogen dominant, and um, the more candida you have, the more you crave sugar because uh, candida feeds on sugar. And the more sugar you have, the more you raise your insulin levels, which is the hormone that is trying to regulate sugar. And the higher insulin levels go, the higher your estrogen levels will go. And the uh, suppressed, your thyroid will be and your progesterone will be. So you see, when you start messing with things, everything is being affected and it's all you know, becoming a skew. So our hormonal balance is critical and we just don't appreciate that what we're doing and what's happening to our body and what we're eating and the medications we take and the stress all directly will be impacting our hormonal balance and really our sanity, to be honest. Yeah, because um, candida is linked to depression, anxiety, skin problems, menstrual cramps and other kind of symptoms. So how, I mean, how would you fix candida? Because that's such a huge subject for women. Um, yeah, you know, uh, you have to tackle it in many ways. Um, I, I mean, so 
my favorite way of, of tackling it is, first of all, you want to um, restore healthy gut flora. So you need to take a really good quality probiotic. So you want to replenish, repopulate your gut. So candida kind of gets crowded out and goes back into its little neighborhood. There's, um, uh, there's, uh, uh, what's that fabulous, um, kiwi herb that is used for candida that they're selling here? Hiraputu? 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 I'm not saying it right. Yeah. There is... There is, um, there is uh, a fantastic herb that's been used traditionally by the Maori culture for dealing with fungus and yeast infections, mm-hmm. and um, it's made into a supplement now oh, wow. that you can buy. I know they sell it in Australia. They, I know they sell it in New Zealand, and they sell it around the United States as well. And um, it's a very, it's a very powerful antifungal. Oh, wow. So. Uh, uh, I'll have to get the name for you. It's kind of on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, right. um, and so, so you, so you need to restore a healthy ecosystem, and um, that requires taking some. I like to take some natural antifungals. Uh, Harukitu. Does that sound right? Yeah, anyway, um, and, and, and you must be taking some good, uh, probiotics and you also have to go in and heal the lining of the gut because in my experience, most people have impaired gut immunity and impaired guts. It's like, it's like if you were to take a, um, uh, if you were to scrape your finger on your, on, on your, on your back of your hand, you know, and you just scrape with your nail really, really hard or you get a cut, it will get red and swollen and inflamed, especially if you have a little cut. Well, that's what's going on inside your gut when you have what we call inflammation or leaky gut. So the gut lining actually gets really inflamed and red and can get swollen and can start having these little tears. The problem with that is that your immune system is found around the mucosal lining. So now your immune system starts getting impaired. You're going to be uh, affecting how well you make digestive enzymes. So now you're not digesting and breaking down and assimilating your nutrition. And instead, it escapes out of these little micro tears into your bloodstream. And then the immune system goes, oh, no, we have invaders. And all of a sudden, your immune system is in hyperdrive. And that is what we call autoimmune disease, which now there are over 300 different conditions that are categorized as autoimmune, but they all have one similar origin, compromised, inflamed, leaky gut. So you have to go and heal the the lining of the gut. You have to repair the population of probiotics, and you have to um, maybe do some of these natural antifungals that help to uh, get everything back into balance again because it's all kind of run, you know, havoc. It's yeah. been crazy. So that's what we're doing, restoring harmony and balance in our gut. And according to the to the Chinese and most traditional medicines, all health and healing and rejuvenation, everything starts by having a healthy gut. And I hardly see a person with a healthy gut these days. Yeah, <laughs> so true. So Unless um, you've worked really hard at doing it. You know? yeah. So tell me, what is um, like hormone replacement therapy and the pill and how um are they different and why is this a problem for your gut flora well first of all we need to understand a few things the pill 
is an NHRT because they're very similar in their makeup. There's, it's a synthetic form of estrogens and progestins. Um, well, certainly a synthetic form of progestins and estrogens are now turning into more plant-based more or less. But what we need to understand that these two hormones found in all these products are, are listed as known human carcinogens. Known human carcinogens, which means it has been well established that they can cause or exacerbate cancer. And particularly things like breast cancer. So there's a high incidence of uh, women who've taken the pill or HRT who are prone to developing breast cancer. And as we know, the um, age group that of women that are being diagnosed with cancer is getting younger and younger. I wrote a book called What Women Must Know to Protect Their Daughters from Breast Cancer because I was meeting all these 20 and 30-year-olds, occasionally a teenager, but certainly 20 and 30-year-olds who were being diagnosed with breast cancer, which horrified me. Of course, it horrified them because young women were never supposed to be getting breast cancer. And what was really terrifying was that the younger you are diagnosed, when you're diagnosed with breast cancer, the greater your lifetime risk will be of of uh, dying from breast cancer or from complications in the more aggressive form you will have. So um, there is no doubt, it's well acknowledged that the pill increases a woman's risk of breast cancer. And um, uh, the pill um, will do lots of things. The pill will deplete your body of vitamin C, vitamin E, B6, B12, folic acid, magnesium, zinc, selenium, tyrosine, which is an amino acid used by your thyroid. It acts as an antibiotic, as we said, so it wipes out your good gut flora. So um, it raises your insulin levels, increases inflammation in the body. I mean, if you're going to take the pill, you really have to be very mindful of getting good nutrition, getting a good diet. Uh, one other thing I have to say is the pill will not protect women from sexually transmitted diseases. And cervical dysplasia, cervical cancer um, is caused when there is uh, um, a compromised uh, environment in the, in the vaginal tract due to depletion of the key nutrients, which the pill deplete. And um, and when you're on the pill, you're more vulnerable to some of these viruses. Uh, so um, no woman on the pill should ever have multiple sex partners without having a barrier method because the pill will not protect you from sexually transmitted diseases. And taking the pill and getting a sexually transmitted disease will exacerbate its virulence, so it'll make it worse. Yeah. And one other interesting research that came out recently that said that women on the pill do not choose masculinized men. They make, they make different choices when they're on the pill. They're more likely to choose more feminized men. Um, they are not your alpha male type, which might not, I mean, you know, women might like the more sensitive female, but in terms of our gene pool selection, we've always gone for, <laughs> you know, men that are able to protect us more and, you know, be more successful in a sense. But also, um, they did another study that said that women on the pill, because it affects the pharaohs, these, these, these molecules are emitted from our bodies, but we can't smell consciously, but unconsciously they direct a lot of our behaviors and actions. And they found that women on the pill chose partners that they would not have chosen if they weren't on the pill because they wound up more likely in divorce. Wow. So, I mean, the pill, <laughs> what can I say? The pill 
like, you know, it's, wow. it, it's, it's, the, it's the most popular thing since sliced bread. And yet we are not told about the risks and dangers and options. Yeah. And we never, you know, I, I always ask women this question. It's like, well, you know, do you, do you menstruate when you're on the pill? And they go, oh, yeah, I menstruate. I have a period every month. Yeah, I have a period every month. And I'm going, well, well, do you know how the pill works? It, it, it works by castrating your ovaries. It shuts off your ovaries. And you must ovulate to have a period. So what you have every month is not a period. It is a forced bleed because these drugs, you know, when you stop taking the, the pill, you know, right, you know, after 20, 20 something days, you stop taking the pill, you know, you have that period where you just have the placebos because now the body's forced to shed, but it's not a menstrual cycle. And I've talked to women who were on the pill for 30 years and thought they had a menstrual cycle every month. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, well, uh, you could tell I'm not a fan of the pill no. because um, it increases. It, I mean, I didn't even mention the fact that it increases the risk of blood clots and strokes, which we're seeing DVTs, yeah. deep vein thrombosis on women on the pill. Not an insignificant thing. Yeah. So, um, you know, my recommendation for women, if you're going to be on the pill, you know, be conscious, take good vitamins, supplement. You've got to take good supplementation, good vitamins, good minerals, got to take good probiotics. You know, you really want to eat a healthy diet. You don't want to do the sugar because the pill makes you more prone to having candida. Um, you know, you, you can really compromise your health. And the thing that really concerns me, and I always like to make a distinction, is that the pill is, was initially developed and prescribed as contraceptive, right? It's a contraceptive. So that's one of its purposes. That's the original purpose. But now the pill has taken on many other purposes because when you go to your doctor and you're complaining of any issue that has to do with your reproductive cycles or health, they'll be put on the pill. Girls as young as 12 are put on the pill for acne. Uh, you're put on the pill for heavy periods, lack of periods, painful periods. You're put on the pill for ovarian cysts. You're put on the pill for, um, uh, well, actually for no good reason, just because you don't want to go to your school camp and, and, and have a menstrual cycle. So now we're being encouraged to take the pill continuously to totally eliminate menstrual cycles because we're told they're unnecessary, messy, and an annoyance. The problem is that the longer you're on the pill, the greater your risk of infertility is. We have a huge problem with infertility in Australia and New Zealand, as we do in the U.S. About 25% of couples are infertile. Some have to do with the male, and a lot has to do with the women. And I always like to quote a billionaire who made his uh, fortune in fertility drugs, And he was quoted as saying his best customers on his fertility drugs are women in the 30s who took the pill as teenagers and 20-year-olds. So uh, we need to be fully informed of some of these risks and dangers, don't you think? Totally. So um, for people who have been put on the pill for something like endometriosis or um, uh, polycystic ovaries and they're wanting to get off it, um, but, you know, they end up having incredibly painful periods afterwards. What is a step for somebody to be trying to get off it, or is there a still a place for the pill? 
Well, why would you take the pill? Does it solve the reason why you have endometriosis or polycystic ovarian syndromes? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, all you're doing is adding more toxins and more nu- and, and depleting more of your nutrients. If you were a healthy, if you were a healthy woman, you wouldn't have endometriosis and polycystic ovarian syndrome. If you were eating right, if you were balancing your blood sugar, if you weren't toxic, you wouldn't have these conditions, right? So there's a reason why your body is 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 creating the problems you have. The pill does nothing other than shut everything off, adding more toxins, depleting more nutrients. And yes, if you just were on the pill to try to suppress and shut everything down so you wouldn't have a cycle so nothing would go on, then um, if you just stop taking them but have not addressed the business at hand of getting your nutrition cleaned up, getting good, you know, get getting good supplements, uh, you know, detoxifying the body and everything that the body was screaming for in the first place, then it's going to appear worse because you've just added more of a toxic load to already toxic malnourished body, right? So any woman who wants to do that, and I, I'm not advocating you stay on the pill because it's all too late. I'm saying really, really get committed to being healthy and start um, changing the diet, taking good nutrition, seeing a good naturopath, nutritionist, acupuncturist, uh, integrative medical doctor, some, someone out there, someone who's trained in getting you healthy who can now um, unravel this mystery and restore you to good health. The pill will never heal you. It just suppresses symptoms by shutting everything down with carcinogenic drugs. Yeah. Um, another that's brought up another subject. Um, back in my twenties, I, I used to think that soy was incredibly fantastic, and it was the same time that I was on the pill, and I used to have incredibly painful monthly cramps. And then it wasn't until I've, like I said, I've healed my gut, and um, now I get no monthly cramps and normal periods. Can you explain? Um, why inflammation isn't normal and why we tend to think that we should get regular period pains? <laughs> you know, I think um, that's such a good point to make and a good question because, um, you see, we live in a toxic world. I, I do a lot of uh, what we call nutrigenomic testing. So I actually can look at the various genes that people have brought in and are directly impacting how well our body can detoxify, how well we can deal with inflammation genetically, you know, how well the instructions have been given to us, how well we've been able to uh, deal with um, oxidative stress, how well we are doing with DNA repair. I can see some of these very fundamental issues. And um, I can just tell you that... Um, um, most people these days, and if you are teenagers or 20 year olds, it's probably even worse than my generations, you know, because, um, we've only, we've not only inherited genes that are more compromised from our parents, we had a really bad diet, but our, our, everything about our lifestyle right now is driving us to be more toxic, to be more malnourished, to be more stressed. And the more toxic, malnourished, and stressed we are, the more it's damaging our cells, and that's what inflammation is. Anytime you are in pain, it's from inflammation. Some of the pain you can be more aware of. It's in your joints. 
you know, like your fingers, you, your knees, you feel it. But inflammation, as we said, can happen in damaged tissues in your gut. It can, it can inflame your uterus. It can inflame, uh, you know, your thyroid. Any, any tissue can be inflamed. So the more we are in, in, compromised and being able to detoxify, and this is what I see, that our toxic world has advanced more than our genes have been able to cope with. So we get overloaded with toxins, which generates more inflammation. And I have to say, this is a really good place to bring this up, based on the, on the nutrigenomic gene testing I do, there is uh, there are some genes that impact how well the liver gets instructions to break down the toxins into benign forms, the weaker ones, particularly the endocrine disrupting toxins. These are the toxins that are estrogen in nature. They mimic estrogen. You know, a little estrogen imbalance is good. Too much estrogen is like fuel to the fire of cancer. So um, because the vast majority of people cannot properly break down these endocrine disrupting chemicals. What happens is that the liver mutates them into a more potent estrogen that uh, can get reabsorbed. So people who have that gene expression, women particularly, but this is true for men. It increases the risk of prostate cancer in men if you can't metabolize your estrogens. In women, it increases your risk of breast or ovarian or uterine cancer or colon cancer, lung cancer. These are all estrogen-driven cancers. And um, so based on this new information that very few people have, and I'm really blessed to have discovered this because I'm doing so many of these nutrigenomic tests, I can tell you that um, there are a lot, a lot of women who can't metabolize estrogen, cannot metabolize estrogen, and it turns it into a more potent form that gets reabsorbed, which is driving breast cancer rates and other inflammatory problems. And there's 10% of the population of women that actually are uh, have an impaired gene and they can't metabolize progesterone, and that turns into a more carcinogenic type of progesterone. So I'm encouraging women to do this test so they know, you know, what's going on. And even if you don't do this test, most people probably won't do this test. But what I can tell women is this, put lots and lots and lots of cruciferous vegetables in your diet every day. Um, cauliflower, cabbage, broccoli, um, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, um, watercress, radishes. Um, these are the foods that actually have the phytochemicals in them that gives the liver the right enzyme so they can get the extra assistance in breaking down these endocrine disrupting chemicals safely and get some good liver support. If you do nothing else, every woman should be, and man, I mean, this is men too. Everyone should be taking something, maybe just like milk thistle, a good liver, overall good liver support to give the liver the help. Our livers are really having a hard time. And when you add more birth control pills or HRT in it, it's more of a toxic load of chemicals that the body can't properly break down and metabolize and turns them into you know, more dangerous molecules. Yeah. So what, I mean, you've mentioned... And, and I, I just... I, I, oh, excuse me. I just, but I, I, I kind of get on my 
rave there, but I just want to say that gluten and uh, soy is very similar to gluten. You're asking about soy and gluten products. So all these products, unless it's fermented, soy is very pro-inflammatory. The the Asians only ate fermented soy products. They never ate soy nuts and soy flour. That was unheard of. And I lived in Malaysia and Chinese communities, so I know what they were doing there. And um, and and soy and gluten can be very um, damaging to the thyroid. And we have a huge epidemic of hypothyroid conditions, and that can directly be alleviated or or minimized if you just don't do a lot of gluten and uh, unfermented soy, unfermented soy. Products, you know, so uh, it's it's tempeh and miso. These are the fermented. Those are the fermented ones, basically. Tofu is not fermented. Yeah. And you've mentioned the um, cruciferous vegetables. Is there other ways you can detoxify from an overload in estrogen? Well, there's no, you know, there's no way to detoxify an overload of estrogen. You have to help this phase one liver detoxification part of the detoxification pathway. And that's where the, all that, that cruciferous family have these chemicals that are really, really needed to help detoxify these chemicals by the liver. So that's why they should be in everyone's diet every day. Yeah. Because our liver is working 24 seven. And a lot of the acne skin problems that uh, kids are having, I mean, and women, have to do because the liver is toxic. Yeah. And can't you can't clear these chemicals out. Yeah, true. Um, so just want to um, touch base. One last question, and then I've got a few listener questions, if that's all right. Um, shouldn't take just to whip through them. Um, how is weight loss and getting, you know, somebody who's trying to lose weight linked to this hormonal health and how it's, you know, it's far more about getting your hormones in balance to achieve ideal body fat? Yeah, you know, um, well, well, first of all, it has everything to do with weight issues because um, when when you are carrying, uh, when how I want to say this, when the... Uh, the hormones in your body are out of balance. So the, the imbalance that is epidemic in New Zealand is what we call estrogen dominance. So it, it refers to the fact that um, estrogen should be in perfect balance and harmony with uh, other hormones, such as progesterone. And uh, as I said earlier, there's a direct correlation. Estrogen also dances with insulin and with um, cortisol and with uh, thyroid hormones. They all have relationships with each other. And when estrogen is out of balance, and it's always now out of balance in the excess side of things, we just have too many endocrine disrupting chemicals in our environment. We're eating um, uh, foods that may be laced with estrogens. When you are stressed, when your adrenals, the stress glands are overwhelmed and you are dealing with stress, you are actually creating more of your stress hormone, cortisol, which increases fat storage. The more you are storing fat, 
those fat cells, you know, when you have fat, especially the fat around the belly, especially around the belly, men and women, that isn't just blubber hanging out there. That actually is the most active metabolic organ we have in our body, producing estrogens, producing inflammation uh, inflammation molecules. So, So everything is feeding on itself. So the more fat you're carrying, the more you're making estrogen, the more you're impairing your ability to um, uh, ovulate, the more you are inflamed, the more inflammation you have, the more estrogen you are making, It's the more stressed the adrenals are. Does this make sense to you? Do you see that, that this is a vicious cycle? So we've got to reduce stress. We have to support the liver with good things like milk thistle and cruciferous vegetables to help the liver metabolize estrogens so they can be taken out of the body. We have to um, do uh, their herbs such as um, uh, uh, Vitex, uh, uh, which is a great herb that helps support ovarian function so we can get the ovaries nourished as well. Um, we need to reduce things like sugar and carbs, which turn into fat, which uh, makes more estrogen and, you know, upsets uh, uh, our whole body towards inflammation. So we got to get the sugar out. we got to reduce our carbs. We've got to put good vitamins and minerals into our body. Um, I think in New Zealand you can get some natural progesterone cream, which may be helpful to bring that balance back because... Uh, when estrogen is in excess, progesterone is too low, and all PMS symptoms are estrogen excess. Endometriosis is um, en- estrogen excess and inflammation. Polycystic ovarian syndrome is inflammation and high insulin levels. That's uh, a symptom of early diabetes because too much sugar and inability to process it and um uh, you know, I mean, all these conditions are the same thing. It's called estrogen dominance and inflammation and, um, nutrient deficiency. We've got to get healthy. And that's how we lose the weight. And, you know, that's how we, you know, all, all weight issues are symptoms of poor health. All hormonal imbalance issues are symptoms of poor health. We need to get the big message here that it's time to change. We need to look around and see what we need to change in our life, in our diet, how we can support our body to help detoxify the toxic world we're in. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's really a, a big journey, but the end results, I want to say when I started the story I started with when I was in my early forties dealing with all these issues and having arthritis at 40 and having chronic, 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 chronic hay fever, had a whole history of eczema, history of depression. Then I was uh, uh, getting into the anxiety and insomnia and the night sweats. When I started to wake up to what was happening and get the gluten out of my life and get the all the dairy out of my life and the sugar out of my life and took more nutrition and got some acupuncture and, you know, just did a bunch of things. Um, all those symptoms disappeared. So I don't have any of those health issues. I don't have autoimmune disease anymore. I don't have chronic hay fever anymore. That is a thing of the past. And in a sense, my health now is better 
at this point in my life than it was years ago when I was much younger but much sicker. Yeah, so true. It's yeah, it's fantastic. Hey, so I've just got a couple of listener questions. It says, um, hi, Cheryl, I went off the pill 10 months ago and I still haven't got my period. My partner and I are dying to start a family. It's really frustrating. I'm sure it's totally normal and I saw a naturopath as well and, I was, um, and I'm taking stuff she's subscribed, prescribed. I'm interested in know, to know how normal this is and what can I do. I'm trying acupuncture this week to see if it helps. Your thoughts would be greatly appreciated. Well, she, you may not like my thoughts on the subject, but I'm going to tell you the truth. And the truth is this. I don't know how long you were on the pill for, but remember that quote I gave you from the guy who made the fertility drugs because he loved all those women who became infertile being on the pill. So the pill can so, for some women, can so drastically compromise their nutritional status that they become the women who are lining up for IVF. They can't, they, they can't conceive. But I want to say that if you've been on the pill for, off the pill for only two months, uh, and again, Team. I don't know, Team, you know, sorry. it's your body, it's your 10 months, yeah. 10 months, um, 10 months. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, sometimes it takes a year or more for some women to get their menstrual cycles back. Um, I, uh, first of all, would not give up because, um, the more you, uh, acupuncture is a great idea. I get my women who can't menstruate on things like royal jelly. Get really, really fresh royal jelly. Um, which you must have some good sources in New Zealand, not the stuff you find in those little, um, touristy places, you know, um, those little royal jelly pills that you see in Auckland. I'm talking about really fresh, fresh, um, solid that you buy from a a, a reputable place and take a, you know, um, a quarter of a teaspoon uh, or even a fifth of a teaspoon of that royal jelly, one of the most potent foods for restoring um, health and and reproductive health for women. But you have to really nourish the body, probably need to have a little red meat in your diet um, to build the blood. You really need to get committed. And, um, I, you know, the, the thing that I always tell women, it, it, whether they've been on the pill or not, you... Really, you and your partner, if you're wanting to conceive, here's the most important thing you need to understand. The health of your future child is determined by your health at the time of conception. So if you are toxic and malnourished, not only are you at greater risk of having a more difficult pregnancy, but you are passing on to that unborn child greater compromised health. That's what they inherit, which is why we see each generation, the last three generations, getting sicker and sicker. So it is the responsibility of any parents-to-be to take at least a minimum of six months, those both those partners, and do some really good cleansing, detoxification, um, work with a naturopath, nutritionist, get off all the crappy foods and alcohol, and clean your temple because... You are, that, that is the gift you're giving your child that will affect them for a lifetime. And it's a great responsibility to conceive. So you want your body to be clean and receptive and well-nourished and, and, and fertile. Yeah. Great advice. Um, okay. This next question is a bit of a long one. 
Um, last year I had two miscarriages and after seeing the naturopath was told that I have leaky bowel which believes to have caused my two miscarriages. Um, this is about seven months ago. Since then I've been eating really well, cut out all processed carbs, sugar and gluten and I hardly drink alcohol and one coffee a day. After visiting a naturopath a second time about two months ago he said that I was not completely healed but it was improving. I've spent well over a grand on vitamins and feeling positive about everything and I work out a lot doing kettlebells is something I really enjoy. My problem now is that my periods have stopped completely. I had one normal one in January and then I had one day in February but other than that nothing. I'm incredibly frustrated and trying to do all the right things but it seems to be backfiring. Um, you can't get pregnant without a period. Uh, about two months ago, around the same time I saw a naturopath, my body fat got down to 15%. This is something I wasn't aiming for, but it just happened. So thinking that my body fat was too low for my period, I've pulled back on my training. Now I don't know what to do. My emotions are really up and down at the moment. I'm frustrated and I've got and I've lost hope. Is there any advice you could give me? I'd be really grateful. Oh, oh, I don't lose hope. Absolutely. Absolutely, there's an answer. But yes, you're training too hard. Um, you know, um, you know. Um, part of the lesson I had to learn was what it really meant to be feminine, to be in a feminine body, how to be receptive, not to be a little more gentle with myself, not put so so much a demand on me to go and do and achieve. So um, I had to learn how to rest and take it easy. But I can tell you. Um, uh, I just interviewed on my radio show one of the leading experts on Chinese herbal tonics, and Chinese medicine understands all this. I, I would say that you need to eat more red meat. That builds blood uh, or some liver, which is great for blood building. See, if, if we become, if we don't have enough red meat or foods that build blood, we can't menstruate. We don't have menstruation. So Chinese herbal tonics are very profound. Um, she can always email me. I work with a Chinese herbalist. I can create herbal tonics. This is one of the best ways to rebuild menstrual cycles. I've worked with women who've had the same issue and they just, you're just not being nourished in the right way. You may need herbs, especially Chinese herbs that specialize in this, that really rebuild these essences that you're depleted in. You can try a little progesterone cream because if you're not ovulating, you're not making progesterone, and um, that could really be helpful. That's what I wrote in my book, Hormone Heresy. Some of those protocols are in there, in that book. Um, uh, there's a whole lot more you can do. You, you know, there's just many, many paths you haven't yet explored. But I would take some royal jelly. I would get some really fresh royal jelly. I would do that. That really nourishes those um, that, those reproductive organs. I would look into see how your thyroid is. You've been pushing yourself kind of hard. I would get um, some blood workup done on your thyroid. There's always a connection between infertility and hypothyroidism. And if you don't want to get a blood test done, take your morning temperature. And if this is Fahrenheit, you're going to have to translate it. But um, if you uh, take your first morning temperature without getting out of bed and it's less than 97.6 consistently, then your thyroid now is sluggish. So you need to be uh, nourishing your thyroid. There are, you know, lots of ways to do that. Um, acupuncture is good. And I do phone consultations with women all over the world. So if you want some help, um, even though I'm here, although I will be in New Zealand doing a series of lectures in July, so 
I can be doing some consulting when I'm down there, but there's lots to do. But I find when it comes to restoring natural menstrual cycles, there is nothing more powerful than the right uh, Chinese herbal formulation. So that's what I work with with my women and royal jelly. And check out the thyroid and maybe some natural progesterone. I, I think you've just begun to you know, get to the root cause of some of these things. It's mm, fantastic. Well, we love the internet. We can access people like you no matter where we are. So I'll put all those details at the bottom. Yeah, I have a, yeah and I actually have a lot of patients I work with in Australia and New Zealand. Oh, that's great. Um, another uh, just a couple more questions. Um, this is a short one. What should I eat when I want to eat everything? <laughs> <laughs> you everything that's real and live and you only keep real live everything's around you right yeah. so it's fruit it's vegetables it's nuts and seeds you know have some um eggs some uh you know have little chicken wings you know have real food just don't let anything past your lips that's been processed it come out of a of a cardboard container out of the supermarket, basically, you know, look, the greatest danger to our health, the greatest danger to our hormones, the greatest danger to our fertility and the greatest risk to cancer are all the processed foods and the high carb foods. So the, the breads, the, the, the cakes, the sweets, the sodas, uh, the, um, the amount of sugar we're eating, um, all those things turn into sugar and all the latest research, everything is pointing to sugar, whether it's the sugar that we consume as the sugar, the white stuff, um, or sugar that's consumed in the form of all the carbohydrates, the sandwiches, you know, the breads, the, uh, pancakes, pikelets, all that stuff, all, all those foods all turn into sugar and sugar drives cancer, sugar drives obesity, sugar drives, um, you know, uh, all the hormonal imbalances that we talked about. Sugar drives PMS symptoms, sugar drives menopausal symptoms, sugar drives depression, sugar drives candida. It's sugar, sugar, sugar. We've just have done something no other people on the history of this planet have ever done before. And that is eating the huge, huge kilos of sugar that are consumed every year. So we're in a massive experiment. So, and those foods are addictive. Sugar is addictive. Carbohydrates are addictive. If you can cut them out for one week, you will free yourself from the addictions. And that's when you're free to make the right choice of eating nutrient-dense organic foods. Otherwise, you're a prisoner of those foods. They've run you. You know, it's been shown that sugar is more, lights up the brain more than cocaine does. Talk about an addiction, huh? Yeah, that's amazing. Um, one last question. I have hormonal acne on the jawbone and frequent cycles, 24 to 26 days, and low testosterone levels. What's the best step forward for me? It's the sugar. You've got to get rid of the sugar. You've got to heal the gut. Um, you've got, you know, you probably have candida or a leaky gut, so you really need to be supporting the gut with good probiotics, digestive enzymes, and maybe something like aloe vera juice that helps heal the lining of the gut. you got to get rid of the sugar, 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 and the carbs out of your diet. 
and uh, and maybe a little progesterone cream. But a good detox, a really good detoxification protocol will will really help clear up those issues. You know, if the body cannot eliminate, it comes out through the skin. And if your hormones are out of balance, you're too inflamed, um, too much estrogen, it can come out through the skin. So you've got, you know, I would just start with a good detoxing program. And, um, you know, you may want to get some help with that. But definitely cut out the sugars, the, the, the carbs, you know, all those things are going to raise your insulin levels and, um, and support the gut to heal. Awesome. You know, it's, it, it's your body's, you know, when we're having those things go on, it's really the flashing red light on our dashboard. The body is screaming out for help and uh, it's wanting, there's something that's needing attention and you cannot get the kind of help that your body is needing from a medical doctor. They only know how to prescribe drugs. They'll put you on the pill to shut off your acne. But in the end, that is just going to, make matters even worse so the ultimate the the only option ultimately is you've got to commit to getting your body healthy and loving your body and honoring your body and getting help so you can regain your health because hormones don't live in a vacuum if your hormones are out of balance everything else is going to be out of balance and you're at risk of more and more chronic illnesses to the degree you don't pay attention and you just keep medicating with pharmaceutical drugs. That's great. (laughs) Great advice. Uh, Okay, so um, you've mentioned that you are online. So just to finish off, do you want to tell listeners how they can, you know, it is hard to find a hormone specialist in your area and hard to find that. So because you're online, how can people find you? Yeah, you know, all you need to do is go to my website, which is whatwomenmustknow.com. And, uh, you know, if you go to my website and you opt in, first of all, you'll get my free special reports. You'll get my weekly radio show emailed to you. You have access to many of my articles and videos. So it's a great educational a spot. It's all free. And, you know, I also invite you to opt in or, or like me over at Facebook, which is what women must know, because I make postings every day with this kind of information to help women. So first of all, that's a great place for further information. And my website is a place if you wanted a consultation, you know, you can do a 30 minute or 60 minute consult. Um, you can purchase it online there. We, I do this through Skype or through a local conference call line out of New Zealand that I have. So it's a local call. And uh, the other thing is come and see me when I'm lecturing in Auckland. I'll be doing a series of lectures, including a one-day seminar. And boy, that's the place to really get the tremendous amount of information that I have and really want to share with you. So there is a, um, there's an email address of, uh, Jocelyn who's organizing for me in, uh, Auckland. Can I, can I, can I give that and then we can maybe put it up somewhere? Yeah, totally. Um, the, the, on the website. Yeah. So people don't have to remember all this or write down, but, the, but, um, the, the best thing is to contact my organizer and she'll send you all the dates and her email is X factor X like, X, X factor dot Jocelyn 
at gmail.com. And that's going to be the latter part of July. I know July 27th, I'm doing a one-day seminar at the Naturopathic College in Auckland, and I'll be doing a series of lectures, doing one event uh, for uh, uh, young women and young mothers who are wanting to get their hormones balanced and be get pregnant. So we'll be talking about that. And there's lots of, lots of things I'll be doing for the 10 days or so I'll be on that uh, lecture tour in New Zealand. So come along, come learn, you know, you'll absolutely get empowered and get healed. That sounds fantastic. I might have to organize a carpool up from Tauranga. <laughs> oh, there. wouldn't that be fun? Or, be or, or if you have enough people, Nicola, maybe I can yeah absolutely i'll put i'll put it out there and i'll see if i can rally up some troops that'd be fantastic you know i'd love to come wherever there's interest i absolutely will would come yeah well thank you so much for your time it is so appreciated i know you're a busy woman and it's um yeah it was um just so valuable what you've shared and i just know listeners are just gonna love it i'm sure you're gonna have lots of people getting in touch (laughs) Well, I hope so, because that's really what it's all about. And we all really need to be supported to get empowered with truthful information. I mean, I know how miserable I was when my hormones were out of balance and my gut was inflamed and I was depressed and had insomnia. And I mean, I, I, you know, I know what that is like and uh, that's not our destiny. None of us have to stay in that state. We can heal and become the vibrant, healthy, balanced, joyful women that we really are meant to be. That's fantastic. (laughs) Thank you so much. And I will be in touch. Just I'll get all those links and everything and put them up on the website. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed our conversation today. It was really good. Appreciate it.